talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! Hey everybody, this is Danny. And Lindsay. Today we're doing an episode on what it means to have a manual for your spouse or anyone in your life. And um, and how it's it's something that a lot of us very naturally do and we learn how to do it from people around us and and uh, and we're gonna kinda mm-hmm. talk about what it's like for us, uh, going through this, kinda recognizing it and 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 then what helped us. Right. And I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to preface you with this little flashback into my life when I learned about this idea um, so that you stick with me, even if you're kind of like, ah, oh, what does she really know what she's talking about? Like <laughs> the first time I learned about this idea, I actually still remember where I was driving. I was driving home from work and I was listening to my life coach teach about this. And I literally remember being like, okay, but she's can't be married. Like this person isn't married. Like she doesn't get what it's like to be married. Right. And, you know, she talked more and more about the idea of like how we have manuals and expectations in marriage and in families. And I was just like, okay, but she doesn't have kids. Like she just doesn't get it. And, um, the more I learned about it, like everything she taught, it was like, it sounded really eloquent and beautiful, but it seems like she wasn't quite in it in with reality, but she was believable enough that I was like, okay, but if there's any truth to what she's saying, like I have to know more. She is married and does have kids, right? Yes. <laughs> she's happily married and does have kids. So anyway, but I learned about this idea of the manual, I would say maybe about four years ago. No, maybe three years ago. Um, and basically what... Should have been sooner, Linz. <clears throat> Just kidding. <laughs> little manual joke there. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> So, sorry. Okay. (laughs) Yes, I learned about it like three years ago. And basically kind of what a manual is, is this instruction guide we have for someone in our lives that we, you know, sometimes they're thick, sometimes they're thin for all the ways that someone needs to behave to make us happy or to make us feel good or connected or loved or whatever it is that we're wanting to feel. Usually we have this instruction guide. We have this set of rules and guidelines and we haven't even like shown it to that person. But then when they don't behave, in the way of the invisible instruction guide that is in our heads, we get like super annoyed and upset. Well said. (laughs) So I like that visual because it's like, oh yeah, like I want them to behave this way. I've never even handed them their booklet and I'm still getting mad about it. So you can kind of see like there's two things going on. Like we're expecting someone to like manage our emotions and manage how we feel but also usually we don't even like express anything either. And so, you know, what if we could get to this place where we realize that we're in charge of ourselves and we get to choose how to feel, you know, regardless of all the external circumstances going on in the world. So there's so much uncertainty in the world, but there's a lot of certainty in us knowing that we get to be in charge of ourselves. So, so when, what did this look like for you in our yeah. a few years ago? So, yeah, I would where say... Where were you at, <clears throat> towards the beginning of learning about this? And oh, yeah. Where, like, where have you come? That's easy for me to get to. 
<laughs> because I always thought I would be in a marriage where my husband was completely forthright, honest, trustworthy by my definition, and never looked at pornography because he swore up and down that he wouldn't. And so I, because, you know, he, and that's the thing too, is like, I think with Emmanuel, it's like, well, he told me he would never do it. And, and so it's okay for me to have this manual because he made this promise. Um, but that being said, there's still a manual there, right? And so I think that's why I was really annoyed because I was like, he doesn't want to. The church says not to. He told me he wouldn't. So, yeah, I'm going to expect that he doesn't, right? And so I was just really annoyed that he wasn't, quote, unquote, behaving the way that I thought. So you feel very justified. Very justified. And I will tell you guys, sorry, I'm going to clear my throat real quick. <clears throat> I will tell you guys when I learned about this idea of the manual, and maybe for you too, it might work a little bit better if you think about your relationships outside of your marriage, because it's a lot easier, at least for me personally, it was a lot easier to drop my manuals of other people before the one of my my husband. So I call the marriage manual like the golden manual, and, and there's so many reasons we want to just like hold on to it. Okay, so maybe if it helps you, you know, think of someone, you know, just like a friend down the street where you might think, you know, maybe you're keeping score on how, on how many times you watch their kids and they watch yours and you kind of think, well, gosh, like, why isn't it even, why am I watching her kids more? You know, think about those things and it might be easier to kind of see those manuals and drop them. But for some reason in marriage, it's like there's this golden manual and we just want to like hang on to it. It's like this prickly cactus we don't want to let go of. And we like squeeze it in tighter, but it hurts us more and more the tighter we squeeze. So, yeah. Is there yeah. anything else you want me to say about that? Uh, no, I, I would say like I was right there <clears throat> with you in terms of... Your manual for yourself. <laughs> yeah, thinking that, that, yeah, like I shouldn't be doing these things. And if I wasn't, then we would all be happier. <laughs> and I, I, and it was not just in the arena of pornography, but, oh, yeah. but like we kind of did this dance in other ways too, where um, I was so thick into a pattern of just sort of blaming myself for the world, basing things on how I was behaving or not behaving, mm -hmm. um, my happiness, your happiness, our family's happiness. And then you would also play into that too with some of the patterns you had and, um, this isn't how we did it all the time, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that Lindsay is just blaming me all the time for everything. That's not at all what I'm saying, but yeah. but we did have a pattern like this where sometimes you would blame me <clears throat> for your emotions, and then a lot of times I would just be buying right into that and yeah. blaming myself too. And um, it put both of <clears throat> us in a, a kind of a powerless position, I think. Yeah, and I think the fascinating thing too is like when we were dating – I didn't really like think I had this crazy manual for him, but it's almost like he, I think he always expected so much of himself. Like he set his own bar so freaking high and it, and it stayed so high for so long that like that's, that was just what I got used to. And it almost became my normal and it almost became what I kind of expected. And so I don't know what, I've got to clear my throat again. <clears throat> so then when he kind of stopped, you know, like, almost like what's the like producing at that level per se you know like taking out the trash or whatever it is I remember just being like oh like what what's going on like this 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 like why doesn't he do these things anymore you know as so it's kind of interesting because it's like 
I never like expected perfection in a spouse, but I think he perspe- he like he wanted that so much for himself and he demanded that in himself that he actually was able to like behave in that way for a, and sustain it for a really, really long time. And because it was that, because that was what was going on, I kind of got used to that. And then when it started changing, that's when I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like you promised this. You promised I'd never have to work again. Like you promised all these things. What's going on? Yeah. And you know? I, I got used to it too. And <laughs> and it's not that I haven't ever had a manual for Lindsay in certain ways. Like it's something that I do get upset about is when people move my stuff and they don't <laughs> ask me about it or tell me where they moved it. And and then I go find it moved, and it's like one of my things. Sometimes I'm able to laugh at myself, and then other times not so much. Um, yes. Yep. So I do have my <laughs> things too with this. Um, but in terms of my biggest struggle with the manual, I think it really has been having one for myself where mm-hmm. if I did not behave in a certain way, then I would not feel good about myself or love myself or... Um, or see myself as worthy or um and and it did get to the point where i took it to such an extreme level that i i couldn't live up to all these expectations i had for myself and then i did start kind of disengaging i did in a big way bigger than i ever had before Mm -hmm. and um and i needed to do that but at the same time like my thinking patterns leading into that are part of what contributed to it. So um, it, it is not the most helpful way, I've realized, for me to love myself conditionally instead of unconditionally. And uh, Emmanuel, I think, has a lot to do with, with that, too, with unconditional love. They're, I think they're, they're connected, right? Well, yeah, I definitely I think so. And I think a lot of times it usually comes it usually comes back to ourselves. So even though we have a manual for someone else and how we want them to behave, it ends up coming back to us feeling seen or loved or unloved or abandoned or lonely or not lonely. But remember, those are all emotions that we are thinking based on a a circumstance that happens. So like, like you might think nothing of your husband, like not taking out the trash, right? Like that happens everywhere, all over the world. But there might be a subset of women who think, well, obviously he doesn't care about me because he didn't take out the trash and he didn't read my mind and just know I want to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, I definitely went there sometimes. Like, why doesn't he just know to take out the trash, you know? But, and you know, that might come off as like a little bit of frustration, but if you dig deeper, it's more about me feeling loved and supported and thinking that he was in charge of creating that for me. Right, right. Um, another thing that, that I would do is, um, sometimes I would want Lindsay to be able to like support me or help me feel better in certain situations if I was feeling really anxious or depressed or in certain times. And, um, and something that is funny about this is, and she, I mean, she's always been. Uh, so wonderful and loving to me and I totally have (laughs) I'm so amazing you have and I know and we've learned how to do it better (laughs) and better and but like she's supported me in so many ways and so sometimes she could show up even just as I 
kind of wanted her to to help me feel better when I was feeling really anxious in that moment and like you know whether it was like holding my hand or just being there listening or kind of reassuring me telling me that it's going to be okay or that I'm okay or that even just trying to help me see the good in me um and the funny thing is even if she did show up and do all those things like I still wouldn't believe her if she said no but look at all these things you really yeah. do for the family you are amazing in this way and that and even if she was there doing that the way that I kind of wanted her to like I still wouldn't even believe it and yeah, like um, you... wouldn't support myself and it was just it's just another example of how like no matter how much we think other people can make us feel a certain way like they can't they really yeah. can't and it's hard enough to learn to manage your own emotional well-being in your own life that that to like expect someone else to do that on top of their own is asking too much I think in a lot of ways well and I think like we it's so like as humans we want to just like fix it Felix the universe right and it's it can be so like it I remember just being so like just being so confused like no like look at you like you're amazing like, you know, I could tell him till like all day till the sun, like while the sun rose and the sun went down, how amazing he was. But until he chose to believe it for himself, it didn't even matter. And so the reason I want to share this with you is like, you guys probably have those relationships. Like you could tell your, you know, your little sister or your cousin or your neighbor, how amazing they are, but you cannot make them accept themselves as a human until they choose to. And as much as you might not want to hear that, in some ways it can be kind of liberating and freeing because then it's like, well, okay, so what can I do? And it doesn't mean you stop telling people how awesome they are, but like how can I truly support someone through this, right? And it might be instead of you know telling them up and down how amazing they are, it might be just sitting next to them as a human, breathing and watching a show and not saying a word. And so you know, as much as we want to think we can fix everybody and fix their emotions and help people feel loved, when when it really does click, it is kind of liberating and the perspective shift is really eye-opening in a good way because I think it really helps us to show up for humans the way they want us to show up for them, the way they need us to. Yeah. Which yeah. is, yeah. I've, I've had a coach say, like, um, about something that was going on, like, like, even if I, she could tell that I was struggling. She was like, even if I told you you did a good job right there, you wouldn't believe me, right? So what are you telling yourself? And I thought that was actually a really right. useful way to show up for me in that moment. Like, whoa, interesting. She's right. And it helped me notice, like, mm -hmm. what am I telling myself? Ooh, ugh, no wonder I feel so crappy or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so what helped through this? Did we already um, talk about that? Yeah, I think just, I think help, what really helps is like, and you know, again, you might, this might be taking it too far for this episode, but dropping my expectations of my husband helped the most. <laughs> and it took me some time to get there. Like I, I, I hung on to my golden marriage manual for a really long time. And so, you know, if you're in the thick of things, maybe with your spouse and you're just like, that is completely unbelievable and your brain is shutting down that idea, then just think about other relationships where it is easier to, to just like love people for existing and where you can drop your manual if you have one for them. 
Um, because ultimately the thing with the manual is like your, your, how is it serving you to have these expectations of them? Like they're going on about their day. They're probably not even thinking about you or anything you're doing. And they're like doing their thing and you're fuming or frustrated or annoyed. And so, you know, what I learned is like just kind of dropping expectations. It, you know, whether they follow through or didn't follow through on something that I would ask, it just helped me as a person to not be as annoyed. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mean <clears throat> dropping all expectations altogether as much as dropping the idea that if they don't follow through on that expectation that you will automatically feel X or Y. Exactly, right? and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so sorry, this, leads, no, this leads right into like boundaries too because a lot of people are like, well... If I don't have a manual, then I'm going to be a doormat. I'm going to get walked all over. And that's absolutely not the case, right? Because there's not, there aren't only two ways of thinking here. There are actually like a million ways of thinking about this. And, and you, if they don't follow through on something, like if I didn't, you might still have wanted to be upset at certain times yeah. too, right? You oh, still sure. might sometimes. And But there's a difference between that and knowing that you get to choose that you're upset in that situation and feeling powerless and that you're just... You mm-hmm. have to somehow be upset just because I'm tied to my actions, right? Yeah, yeah. And again, this the one thing where I, I have learned that it is a little bit different. Manuals, are, it's like setting expectations. It's different for employer-employee relationships and with children. So you can kind of cut that out of the equation if that's something that you're thinking about right now. Um, that's a different thing that we can teach you later if you have questions about. Yeah, a little different dynamic there. Yeah. I, uh, for me, what helps a lot is just like anything like this is, is first of all, just starting to notice when I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge thing. Like, like once you start being aware that this is a thing and that, hey, I am giving my power away in this situation in a way that's not really serving me best and maybe not even serving my relationship with this person best, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and first recognizing that it is a thing and then um, understanding how that works and then you're able to start noticing it when you do do it. And um, I still am working on this with myself. Uh, it's an ongoing thing for me in terms of how I judge myself and uh, love myself conditionally. Um, but I'm having breakthroughs on it every week a few times a week um these days because i'm really working on it and and that's a big thing for me it's just noticing when uh, when am i like judging myself and so when we go into the thank you next uh part of this podcast and we look back at how do we thank ourselves for how we went through this at the time and then we can move on to what's next right like when i look back at mine um, how how I went through this, um, I I start seeing like okay like so first of all a lot of guys they turn to porn to avoid painful emotions right and I was definitely doing that a lot of the time and because I didn't know how to manage the emotions and and then when I started removing porn as an option more firmly in my life. Um, coming up with strategies to do that more I started realizing even more just how much I judge myself and treat myself like crap my self-talk is very negative a lot of the time and so when I look back it's like first of all no wonder I was feeling so crappy with all this 
judgment going on kind of in the background automatically without me even being fully aware and then number two it's like no wonder i wanted to go look at porn to get away from that because that is a terrible way to feel and i was doing it to myself all the time um and so but yeah just noticing it um when you do it and then um and then removing the way that I have removed porn from my life. It's, it doesn't always just feel amazing when you remove something like that that you use to escape emotions with. A lot of times it actually feels worse for a little while because it brings up those things you, don't want, you weren't wanting to feel, and it can be really uncomfortable. Um, but um, I'm so grateful for the way that I did stick to learning how to remove that from my life because I really am at a point now where... I feel better about myself and about my life than I ever have before. And, um, and I'm learning to enjoy the true reality of my life without porn more than I ever have before. I love that. No, I think the thing just to keep in mind is a lot of times when we turn, when we look inward and learn about and become more aware of the manual that we have for ourselves, that's where we kind of like, start seeing how it serves us, you know, as a mother, you know, the manual we have for ourselves as mothers, like, am I doing enough for my kids? Am I playing with them enough? Am I not playing with them enough? Like all the things, all the different manuals we have for ourselves, like, how does it really help us? You know? So if you look back at how you went through all this with the thank you next mentality, how does that look for you? Um, yeah, again, I'm just, (laughs) I'm, grateful for everything that I learned through the process and I know I wouldn't be where I am today without things unfolding exactly the way they did in the order that they did so even though there was a lot of pain there and I hung on to my golden manual for a really really long time maybe that's exactly what I needed to do and maybe I didn't have the skill set to just drop my golden manual right away and that's totally okay so I was able to like work and develop a lot of other skill sets and, and coaching tools. And then when I was ready, I did. And guess what? It's not the only way. You don't have to drop your manuals. We just like to teach you about these things that exist in the world and you get to become aware of it and decide if it works for you to keep it or not. So so yeah. good. So good. Anything else you wanted to add? No. I, if you have questions, you can always email us and um, we'll put a on our episodes, we'll put like a type form link for you guys to um, ask us anything too. And we'll try to address those in either in later podcasts or in our ask us anything lives that we do. Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Hey, take care guys. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you. And thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey.